Amen. Stand with me all over this house if you're glad to be free. I want to turn your attention today to the book of 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. We'll be reading verse 3 through 5 as we get ready to turn to the word of the Lord. Amen. Can we give the Lord another hand clap of praise for all of our visitors today? So good to see you in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm going to tell you, how many know God gives us confirmation? I was absolutely astounded when Mother Peg began to talk a few moments ago. This week we jumped on an airplane and went down to the St. Pete area for a little R&R, take a little break and Saturday when we were about to come home, I received a text from Brother Mike Schultz, who is our missionary director, letting me know that our missionary's wife, her water had broken and she would not be able to be here today with us in service. So I was not supposed to preach today. You stuck with old pastor. Instead of hearing some great thing that God's doing halfway across the world, you get to hear me preach today. I had been reading some things, not studying to preach, just catching up on some reading while we were on vacation. And when Brother Mike texted me, I was about to get on the plane, and I said, Oh, Lord, we ain't going to be home till late tonight. And I haven't prepared this week because I thought we was going to have a missionary. And as we got on that plane, the Lord began to minister to me. And I want you to know, when she got up here just a few moments ago, the Lord confirmed exactly why everything transpired the way it did. I got a word from the Lord today. I got a word from the Lord today for somebody in this house. Amen. I'm going to talk about the mind today. That that is not coincidence. Amen. She got up and absolute gave confirmation from the Lord that this is of God today. And everything transpired exactly the way that God wanted it to. So be in prayer for our missionaries today. Amen. They probably have already had a brand new baby. Amen. We'll be checking up on them. We'll be in prayer for them. Amen. That the Lord will will bless them and, and, and allow that baby to be healthy. Amen. But I want to turn your attention today to the book of 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. I'm going to be reading verse 3 through 5. Shout out yes real loud when you get there. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5. I got three people. I'm going to try it one more time and see if I can get five. Shout out yes when you get there. All right, amen. I got a few more going to help me preach today. And if you do not have a Bible, please see us. We'll make sure you have a Bible in your home before you leave this place today. Amen. 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, the word of the Lord says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons... Of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, the casting down 
of imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And right here is where I want to hang my hat for a moment. And bringing into captivity every thought. Tell your neighbor every thought. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Can I tell you today there's a difference between being held captive and holding captive. My prayer is by the end of this day, you're going to recognize that difference today. Because there's a difference in being held captive and holding captive. I feel led to preach to this body today about thought control. And I want to remind you before you're seated that we are not at the mercy of every passing thought which drifts into our minds. But we have the ability to take each thought captive. We have the ability to take each thought captive, not be held captive by it, but to take it captive and to control it and to bring it into captivity. You see, only the victor, only the victor can hold something into captivity. If you are held in captivity, you're the victim. But if you're the one that's holding into captivity, you're the victor. Praise the Lord. I feel like preaching today to this body on all control. Amen. For the next few moments, I want to preach to you today what I have titled Taming Vladimir. Taming Vladimir. I'm thinking outside the box today. Just stay with me for a moment. All right, Taming Vladimir, would you lay your Bibles down in your seat today? Let's lift up a praise offering unto the Lord all over this house before we're seated. Come on, somebody give him some praise today. Come on, somebody push through some stuff today. Somebody push through the carnal today. Push through the stuff and get to that praise today. Oh, let's lift up a praise offering unto the Lord all over this house today. Taming Vladimir. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. I know the many outstanding minds that are in this room are probably saying, how in the world did from that text he get that title, Taming Vladimir? Well, I didn't get it from this text. There's your answer, praise God. Amen. I actually got my title from a Weekly Digest article that I read this week. And for the next few moments, I want to teach to you, preach to you on the title, Taming Vladimir. Recently, there was a beluga whale that skyrocketed to fame when some researchers in South Africa discovered that the whale was able to play catch. Maybe some of you YouTubers have seen this video on the Internet, a a video that was posted on YouTube by The Guardian, shows how that this wild animal, this wild beluga whale, was 
playing catch with some researchers with a rugby ball. They named the well Vladimir. Um, There was a reason why they named the well Vladimir. The well can be seen bringing the ball over to the edge of the boat. And one of the researchers reaches out into the ocean as this small beluga well brings the ball up in its mouth. The researcher reaches over the boat as he realizes that the well is wanting to give him the ball. So he reaches down and he takes the ball out of the mouth of the well and he takes it and he throws it as far as he can out into the ocean and immediately the well swims out to the ball, retrieves the ball, and brings it back to the boat only for the researcher to reach down and do it all again several times. And every time that the researcher would throw the ball out into the ocean, Brother Brad, the well, Vladimir, would swim over to the ball, he would retrieve the rugby ball, and he would bring it back and give it to the researcher. Now, I think we all know that this is a learned trait. And I think we all know that this is not something that wild animals just do on their own. In fact, if you've ever had a dog named Spot that played ball with you, chances are you taught him to go retrieve that stick and to bring it back to you. Now listen, the well can be seen bringing the ball time and time to the researcher as he reaches into the mouth of this small well and he gets it and he throws it again. And every time it's the same result, the well is obviously wanting to play catch with the researcher. And when the researchers discovered the well, they noticed that it had a GoPro strapped around this beluga well. The, the GoPro was on a harness, and inscripted on the harness were these words, property of St. Petersburg. After doing some research, the South African researchers discovered that this small beluga well was, in fact, trained by the Russian military. This beluga, this small beluga well, which they named Vladimir for a reason, was actually trained to be a spy. And this well was something that had been tamed or trained by the Russian military to be a spy. The moral of the story is today that nothing is too big or nothing is too small. Nothing is too wild. Nothing is too dangerous to be tamed and to be trained. Come on. Are you going to help me preach for just a moment today? Nothing in your life, nothing you've ever came into contact with. I've seen animals and lions and, and, and elephants and all of these things. I've seen them tamed by little bitty people, and they do everything that they command them to do. There is nothing in your life that is too big for you to tame. There's nothing in your life that is too big for you to train. Amen. How many know that letting this same mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, is a process? 
It's a process. It ain't something that happens overnight. You don't just come down to an altar of prayer, give your life to the Lord, get baptized in his name, and everything is perfect the rest of your life. No, sir. No, ma'am. You got to be trained. You got to be taught. You got to learn to live for God. You got to learn to take one step at a time. You got to learn to bring every every idle thought to subjection to Christ. You got to learn to train Vladimir. You got to learn to train Vladimir. Amen. Nothing in your life is too big for you to get a handle on it. Amen. There's people in this church today that were once bound by drugs, once bound by alcohol. Amen. And let me tell you something. When you're bound so deeply, your mind will play tricks on you. I I know Brother Brad will not mind if I share this story. (laughs) We were... Not long ago, riding in a car on a way to a funeral in southern Indiana. And while we were in that car, Brother Brad began to cry. And he began to share his story with us that were in the car, and he had us all crying. And he began to tell us that his life was once so bound by drugs that when he would not get the drugs His mind would trick him and tell him, you're going to die if you don't get those drugs. You're going to die, Brother Timmy. You know what I'm talking about today. You're going to die if you don't get those drugs. You're not going to make it. you got to have it or you're going to die. I once talked to a young man at a funeral who was telling me. He said, Brother John, he said, I can't even go out there and walk down that sidewalk to that street because my mind tells my body that I'm in so much pain I can't take another step. i got to have another fix. I come to tell you today, there's nothing in your life that you can't train. There's nothing in your life that with the help of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Ghost that you can't take control of. You just got to be willing to train it. You just got to be willing to tame it. You just got to be willing to say, God, I will be faithful to you. Help me bring everything in my life to subjection, to obedience to Christ today. Sister Sharon McKee shared a Facebook post this week. Her post said this, it said, complaining and criticizing will keep you locked out of the presence of the Lord. Can anybody say amen? Amen. Complaining and criticizing will keep you locked out of the presence of the Lord. She said, so change your words and change your thoughts and unlock your access to the presence of the Almighty today. I come to tell somebody, are you willing to tame it? Are you willing to train it? Are you willing to bring it to subjection to Christ today? You're not subject to every idle thought that passes by your way. You don't have to give words to everything that comes into your mind. You don't even have to give place to everything that comes into your mind. How many have ever told yourself, I don't want to live anymore? That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. And you don't have to buy into that today. No, you just got to bring it to subjection to Christ. Amen. You got to stop the complaining, stop the criticizing. Amen. and, And unlock your access to the presence of the Lord. Church, his presence is readily available. Come on, he, we have felt his presence in this place. I've, I watch people jump. I watch people dance. I watch people cry in the presence. His presence is readily available to us today. 
But the Lord will not deal with a complaining and a criticizing spirit. Come on, so change the way you think, and you can unlock the presence of the Lord in your life today. His presence is readily available. Church, we lock ourselves out of the presence of God, complaining, criticizing, allowing our thoughts to hold us hostage. Come on, the Bible tells us that Jesus came to set the captive free. He came to set you free. But in order to set you free, he's got to set your mind free. you got to be willing to submit some things unto God. That includes your mind today. you got to be willing to train it. you got to be willing to tame it. Church, it's a shame to see those who have the power to be free choose to be bound. Come on. There's nobody in this room today God has not given the power to be free. But some of us choose to be bound. It's a tragedy today. It's a tragedy to watch free people choose to be bound. Jesus came to set the captive free. It's a shame when people remain captive that don't have to be captive. Captive to disappointment. Captive to hurts and pains. Captive to anxiety and depression. Captive to grief and sorrow. Can I tell you, you can stay in a place of grief and sorrow so long that it'll become your normal. Can I tell you, you can stay in a place of sickness so long it'll become your normal and you actually will not want to get whole. Because it becomes your normal, your mind, your thought process becomes trained to its atmosphere. Some of these people, they say, look, look, I've talked to so many people that say, I'm content right where I'm at. I don't want to change. You know why? They don't want to change because they, their mind has been trained to accept the condition of where they're at. Church, I come to tell you today, we got to train our minds Mother Peg was talking about we got to protect our minds. We got to train our minds. We got to tame our minds. We got to let the same mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. And then when we get a whole mind, a healthy mind, a God-led mind, we got to put on that helmet of salvation, and we got to learn to protect it. Listen, when David returned from battle and everything was gone, his first thought, his first instinct that only nature would give him was it's all over. Everything is gone. The city is burned. My wife, my children, they're gone. It's a total loss. My life will never be the same. It was a natural instinct that his carnal mind gave him. Can I tell you so many times we accept the first thing that comes to our mind. You better be careful accepting the first thing that comes to your mind. You better, listen, don't think that the devil, that an idle mind ain't the devil's workshop. Because you better be careful with the first thing that comes to your mind. No, you better take every thought and you better examine it. You better find out whether it's from the devil or whether it's from God. And you better train your mind to accept what's of God and to reject what comes from the devil. Because what comes in your mind may not be of God. And when David come back to Ziklag that day and the city was burned and everything was gone, it was a total loss. His mind began to fail him. He said, man, what am I going to do now? I've lost everything. 
My family's gone. My city's gone. My servants are gone. Everything that I owned was gone. It's all over. Everything is lost. Grief and sorrow is all that I have left. But David brought that thought to captivity. David said, no, hold on just a second. I got to think about this for a minute. No, no, no. I'm not, I don't have to accept this. I need to, I'm not going to be held captive by what just happened. I'm going to bring this to captivity. I'm not, I'm not going to be the victim. I'm going to be the victor. He said, bring me an ephod so I can inquire of the Lord. And he said, Lord, you know exactly where I'm at and should I go or should I stay? And the Lord said, go, David, go get what belongs to you. Come on, somebody, he could have played the victim. He could have said, woe is me, I'm down, I'm out, it's all gone. But he didn't do that, he brought that thought. He brought that thought into captivity. He subjected it to Christ and he said, Lord, should I go or should I stay? And the Lord said, you go. You're going to recover everything that was lost. David got up off of the ground that day because he brought that thought to subjection to Christ. And he went and he followed those Amalekites and he got everything they took and more. Let me tell you something. When your mind plays tricks on you, when the devil puts thoughts in your mind, he only does it to destroy you. But if you'll overcome it, if you'll bring it into captivity... If you'll take control over it, if you'll bring it in, into obedience to Christ, the Lord will take that trial and he'll turn it into a blessing. Many people have rejected false notions that the, the enemy has brought into their mind. Healthy people, strong people, victorious people. David made up in his mind that day. He said, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to be a victor. I've been a victor. God's on my side. I'm going to continue to be a victor, and I'm going to go get what belongs to me. I wonder what would happen if some people in this church stop being the victim and start being the victor. I wonder what would happen if some people in this church would bring every thought unto Christ and say, Lord, make me a victor and not a victim today. Oh, let's clap our hands unto the Lord and give him some praise today. It's time to bring every thought into captivity. It's time to start training Vladimir today. It's time to start training. It's time to start taming Vladimir today to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Your mind tells you your children are never going to be saved. Bring that thought to captivity. Your mind tells you your spouse is never going to be saved. Bring it to captivity. Your mind tells you that the Lord's never going to heal your body. Bring it to captivity. Your mind tells you you're never going to be financially blessed. Bring it to captivity. Your mind tells you that you don't fit in at your church. Bring it to captivity. Your mind tells you that everybody's deserted you. Bring it to captivity today. Bring it to captivity today. Stop playing the victim and be the victor today. Hallelujah. You got to bring every thought to captivity. And when you do that, it's going to change your atmosphere. I can envision David that day laying on that ground, weeping and sobbing because his mind is telling him everything's gone. But all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost, Spirit of the living God, 
come on, raises up in him and says, no, no, sir, it ain't no loss. It ain't no loss. Just inquire of me. Just inquire of me. And all of a sudden, his mindset changes. And he says, I'm not no loser. This ain't no loss. I'm not no victim. I'm a victor. I'm a child of God. I'm a victor today. And I'm going to go get what belongs to me. Come on. Church, your mind tells you you don't fit in. Bring that to captivity. Come on. The church has to train. The church has to tame the way we think today. Your carnal mind, you cannot serve God with your carnal mind. Your carnal mind tells you it's going to hurt you to tithe under the church. That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. God will rebuke the devourer on your behalf. If he's done it, raise your hands. Come on, look all over this house today. Come on, your mind would tell you it don't make, it don't make mathematical sense to give 10% of what you got unto the Lord, but the word of God and by faith, if you do it, if you do it, if you bring every thought unto subjection to Christ and you bring it into captivity, the Lord will turn it into a blessing. The Lord will turn it into a blessing. Your mind tells you all these things. Bring it into captivity. Don't let it hold you captive today. Too many people are held captive by their thoughts. You know, you have the ability to accept or to reject every thought that comes into your mind. Huh? You either receive it or you reject it. Come on. Come on. The Bible says, uh, the, the Bible says that when lust has conceived in the heart, can I tell you something? It don't start in the heart. No, it starts in the mind. So before it ever gets to the heart, something has entered into the mind. Before you ever did anything in your life, you thought about it before you did it. Somebody says, oh, I didn't even think about it. I just didn't know. Your response, you, what you did was a response to a thought. It might have happened so fast you didn't realize that you thought about it, but you thought about it before you did it. You thought about it before you did it. It doesn't start in the heart. It starts in the mind. And let me tell you something. The Bible says that when sin is conceived in the heart, you know what that means? That means when your mind has already accepted sin. So the thought comes in and either you accept it or you reject it. There are people in this room today that have thought about killing themselves, but they're still sitting in this room. There are people in this, in this room today that thought about leaving this church, but they're still sitting in this room. There are people in this church that thought about leaving their husband or their wife, but they're still sitting beside them in this church. Why? Because they brought every thought into captivity today. We got to learn to train Vladimir. We got to learn to train our minds and train our hearts. And we got to think about the things of God. Come on, you're not at the mercy of every passing thought that drifts through your mind today. You're the victor. You need to act like the victor. You need to take it captive today. You need to take control over it today. You have control over what comes into your mind. I've had many times in my life, I pastor this church. I'm being real today. I pastor this church, and I have thoughts come into my mind. i got to kick it out. I, I, I am no better than you are today. I'm not exempt from having a carnal mind today. I have things come into my mind and I got to kick it out. I got to reject it. Come on, every elder that's in this place is in the same condition. They have thoughts that come into their mind and they got to bring them into captivity. 
They got to bring them into captivity. You're not at the mercy of every passing thought that drifts into your mind. Church, you're victorious today. You're the victor. You need to learn to stand up like David did. You need to learn to take it captive. You need to learn to take control over it. Because the church was never intended to be the victim. Uh Uh-uh. There's a victim mentality in this world today. We cannot let that infiltrate the church. Come on, listen, I know, I know some good things happen to bad people, and I know some stuff happens to people, but you can never accept a victim's mindset. You can never accept a victim's mindset today. The church was never intended to be the victim. The church was never intended to be bound up. That's why when Paul and Silas were locked up tight in that prison, Come on, something had to happen. They refuted a victim's mindset. No, come on, they said, yeah, yeah, we're locked in here, but this ain't where we're staying. We're in here right now, but this ain't the way it's going to be. No, 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 sir, but at midnight, turn to your neighbor and say, but at midnight. But at midnight, they began to sing praises unto God. They said, we're not the victim. We're the victor. We're going to give it to the Lord. We're going to bring it into, we're going to bring it into captivity. And we're going to give it to God today. That's why they refuted that victim mentality. We don't belong here. We were not created to be bound. Amen. So at midnight, somebody say midnight. At the darkest point of it all. Church for David, it was Ziglag. For Paul and Silas, it was a jail cell. For Jonah, it was the belly of a well. Come on, somebody. For the demoniac, it was the graveyard. Whatever your midnight is, tonight it's time for you to get tired of what you're going through. It's time for you to get tired of the devil putting stuff in your mind that don't belong there, and you need to bring it to captivity. You need to bring it to captivity. If you can just take it into captivity, if you can refuse to be the victim and say, I'm the victor, come on and start singing praises unto the Lord. And start singing praises unto the Lord even when it don't look good. Even when you don't feel like it. Even when the odds are stacked against you. Even whenever the devil's feeding your head full of lies. Even whenever you don't want to hear it. Listen, you got to receive that you are victorious today. Because we got to bring every thought into captivity. Come on. For David, it was Ziklag. Paul and Silas, a jail cell. Jonah, the belly of a well. You got to take it into captivity, church. The stocks will fall. Come on, the chains will break. Freedom will be on the horizons. Blessings are on the way. You got to make up your mind that you're going to train something. You got to make up your mind you're going to tame something. You got to let this same mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I'm going to train my mind not to accept defeat. I'm going to train my mind not to accept sin. I'm going to train my mind not to accept failure. I'm not going to I'm going to train my mind not to be the victim today. I'm going to train my mind I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I'm going to train my mind that all all the weapons formed against me is going to prosper. I'm going to train my mind that the gates of hell shall not prevail against me. I'm going to train my mind. I refuse to dwell on the disappointments of my past. I'm going to place my hope in the promise of my future. I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. Come on, I can hear the Holy Ghost say, let it go today. 
The Holy Ghost is telling somebody, let it go today. This is not coincidence. Somebody's been dealing with something. Somebody's been struggling with something. The Lord said, let it go today. The Lord said, the Holy Ghost said, let it go today. I want every child of God in this house on the count of three. I want you to scream with me. Let it go. One, two, three. Let it go. Come on, do it again. One, two, three. Let it go. Come on, you're not a victim. Let it go. You're a victor. Let it go. You're a child of God. Let it go. Bring every thought into captivity. Let it go today. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Let's give him some praise today. I might have been disappointed, but I'm going to let it go. I'm going to bring it into captivity. I might have been hurt. I might have had pain. I might have had sorrow, but I refuse to be the victim because I'm the victor today. And what the enemy intended for evil, God will turn it to good. Come on, let me tell you something. Everything that don't kill you is going to make you stronger. You've been through some stuff. Everybody in this, raise your hand. You've been through some stuff. Raise your hand. You've seen some stuff. Raise your hand. You've been hurt. You've been disappointed. You've been cast down. You've been trodden. But you got to let it go. You got to bring it to captivity. You got to give it to God today. And you got to let it go. If you're not willing to train something, you're never going to succeed in Christ. Letting this same mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, is a process. we got to train ourselves. You know how many people I've watched come into the church? They get excited. They feel the goosebumps. There's a newness, man. They worship. They come in. They come down to the altar. They pray. They might even get baptized. But the first good storm washes them right away. You better train yourself. You better tame yourself. You better tell Vladimir he ain't in control. You better tell your mind it's subject unto God. You better tell your mind, I'm going I'm to be a child of God. I'm going to be victorious. I refuse to accept a, a victim's mentality. I'm not no victim. I'm a victor. Stand with me all over this house as the musicians come quickly. Church, I want you to understand something today. Your ability to exercise your free will, it extends into the arena of your mind and the thoughts that you think. You have control over what you think. You have the power to either accept it or to reject it. You don't have to accept a victim's mentality today. You can choose what thoughts you want to accept. You can choose which ones you want to reject. Listen, how many of you have, how many of you have ever how many of you have ever been asleep at night? And you wake up in the middle of the night in the midst of the worst nightmare. And you're so mad because it seemed so real. I had, I had a nightmare one night that my wife was cheating on me. I woke up. She tried to talk to me. I wasn't having it. I was going to make her pay. It was so real. It was so real. My feelings were so hurt. And I was mad enough to punch a hole in the wall. 
And you know what? She tried talking to me, and I'm telling you, man, that thing was so real. Let me tell you something. You better learn to accept or to reject what comes into your mind. I had to get over myself. I had to realize God had blessed me with a good wife. She's laying in the bed next to me. She ain't no cheater, and I ain't no victim. I'm a victor today, and God has blessed me with a good wife today. You can accept it or you can reject it. I've seen people, I I remember a time when a man swore that another brother in the church was cheating with his wife. We tried to convince him, did we? We said, it ain't true. You need to let that go. That's a lie, man. The devil's putting that in your head. That's not going on. I'm telling you. I know this guy. He's a good friend to me. He wasn't having it. He was not having it. You know what he did? When I got all messed up on Xanax, come to church that night with a pistol. He was going to kill this man for something that he didn't even do. That's the way the devil wants to work in your mind today. You know what we had to do? We had to call the cops on a member of our own family and watched him be hauled off in the back of a paddy wagon because the enemy had filled his mind with lies. And he believed it. It was a lie. Straight from the pits of hell. You have the power to accept or to reject whatever the enemy puts in your mind. The question is, are you willing to train the way you think? There are people under the sound of my voice, you need to hear what I'm saying today. You gotta, you're going to have to... You're going to have to retrain the way you think. You can't live for God and for the world. You can't have one foot in Canaan and one foot in Egypt. The Bible says you're going to love one and you're going to hate the other. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Church, we got to retrain our minds. This is all in. This is right or wrong. This is in or out. This is all or none. This is living for God or being a toy in the hands of the devil. This is all or none today. The Bible has much to say about our mind. When it boils all down to, we got to choose whether we're going to be a victim or whether we're going to be a victor. Listen to me today. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you came out of the hood of thug or whether you came out of the university of bachelor. You still got to train your mind. Living for God is all about taming things. It's all about training things. It's all about accepting what's of God and refusing what the devil puts in our mind today. David, when he fell down to the ground that day, he could have accepted the lie that it was all over. He could have accepted the lie that it was all gone. But he said, you know what? I'm going to bring this into captivity. I'm going to bring this into captivity And I'm going to subject it and I'm going to bring it to the obedience of Christ. And the Lord said, no, it's not all gone, David. That's a lie. 
That's a lie from the pits of hell. I have made you a victor. Get up off of your, get up out of your self-pity. Get up out, get up out of those ashes, David. Get up out of that place of mourning, David. And you go get those Amalekites. Because your family's waiting on you, David. Bring you have brought this thought into captivity. You've brought it to the obedience of Christ. Church, you got to train Vladimir. He won't learn to play catch and release on his own. You got to train him. If the Russian military can train a whale to retrieve a ball, why can't a child of God learn to reject the thoughts that the enemy places in his mind? You don't have to accept the lies that the devil's feeding you. This church family loves you. This church family wants what's best for you. The enemy sitting on your shoulder, speaking lies into your mind. You better learn what to accept. You better learn what to reject. Because it's going to determine whether you're the victim or whether you're the victor. David determined what was of God. He sought God. He asked for the ephod. He inquired of the Lord. Make up your mind today. Make up your mind today. Don't lock yourself out of the presence of God by complaining and criticizing and looking for the bad all the time. Getting caught up in self-pity. Woe is me. Let me remain in my ashes and in my sorrow. You got to let the past be the past and you got to put your hope in the future. I know some things have happened in your life. Some things have happened in my life. I've been hurt. I've been discouraged. I've been let down. I've been talked about. I've been backstabbed. But my my hope is not in my past. I refuse to be the victim. I choose to be the victor. And I want to bring every thought into captivity. I'm not going to be held hostage by my own mind. I'm not going to be held hostage by every thought that the enemy sends my way. I choose to reject what the devil's trying to feed me. And I choose to accept the promises that God has for me. Would you get out of that seat?